Now, magnesium is the miracle mineral. So you, if you have listened to podcasts before or you, you just follow me on Instagram, you will know that I constantly refer to magnesium as the miracle mineral because it is involved in over 300 enzymatic reactions within the body. So it basically just helps with everything. Hey guys, welcome to the Happy Way podcast, your go-to place for all things fun, happiness, well-being, growth, trust, and diversity. I am your host, Melissa Fideli, and I'm here to inspire and connect everyone who chooses health and happiness so you can be your healthiest self and live life the happy way. Hello everyone, I hope you are feeling happy and healthy. Today I am in for another solo episode and we are talking all things sleep. When it comes to having a good night's rest, we have all heard the many lifestyle tips like no phones before bed, diffusing essential oils and things like getting the temperature right. But what I actually wanted to chat about today is your dietary habits and the foods that can actually support a better night's rest. What we eat during the day and in those hours before we go to bed all impact the quality and the quantity of sleep. So today I'm going to share with you the best nutritional tips and tricks that you should be incorporating into your lifestyle to have the best sleep of your life. Sounds pretty good. (laughs) So to get started, I just want to share the reasons why sleep is so important. So I have touched on this in a previous episode, but I will go into a little bit more detail today. So sleep is the essential time that our body requires to rest, recover and rejuvenate. It is the time our body needs to heal and repair itself so it can really support all areas of our health and well-being. Sleep supports our immune system, our nervous system, and helps us to adapt better to stress. It supports our muscles with recovery and growth. It will improve your mood and productivity. It can reduce anxiety and even support healthy and steady weight loss. So what all of that means is that a lack of sleep is really going to impact your general health and well-being. So a study conducted at the University of California reported that just after one night's lack of sleep, participants reported a 30% rise in anxiety levels compared to how they had felt the night before. However, people in this study who were allowed a full night's sleep had no increase of anxiety. So that is just a one example of how one night's lack of sleep can really impact your mood and just your general health. So now that we understand just how important sleep is, let's talk about how to get more of it because that's what we want, right? <laughs> your dietary habits play a huge role and I'm going to go through my top six tips to help you get a better night's sleep. So number one that we're going to be talking about today is to reduce your caffeine intake. Now, this doesn't just include coffee, but other foods and drinks that also contain different various levels of caffeine, which includes, you know, your black and your green teas, your matcha teas, energy drinks, pre-workout supplements, and even chocolate contains a smaller amount of caffeine. Now, all of these things are great to have. And if you're like me, you absolutely love a nice warm coffee in the morning. Um, I'm actually sipping on one right now, I won't lie. 
But the timing of these foods is what is so crucial. Something like coffee, which contains a high amount of caffeine, has a half-life of roughly eight hours. So what that means is that the caffeine that is in the coffee is present in your body for those eight or so hours after you finish drinking it. So if you're going to eat or drink foods that are rich in caffeine, you really want to be smart about when you're having them. So I have a general rule for myself and it's also a rule that I give to uh, my clients, um, but that is to avoid caffeine after 12 noon. So this means I still get to enjoy my coffee in the morning and enjoy, you know, a drink that's rich in caffeine. But as soon as it turns from a.m. to p.m., I ditch the caffeine and enjoy herbal teas, um, you know, things like fruit infused water and even smoothies. So, you know, if I if my coffee has a half life of eight hours and I am drinking a coffee at two o'clock in the afternoon, that is really going to affect my sleep um, later that evening. So, but if I'm having it early in the morning, it's going to be out of my system by the time, you know, I'm ready to have dinner and I'm ready to start winding down and go to bed. So really look at reducing your caffeine intake, but also looking at when you are consuming those foods and drinks that contain caffeine because timing is really important here. Now, my next tip is to increase foods that are rich in tryptophan and protein. So tryptophan is an amino acid and a precursor for melatonin, which you may have heard is our sleep hormone. So it basically helps our body to create more melatonin, which needs to peak before bedtime to let our body know it's time to rest and wind down and get ready for sleep. So amino acids are the building blocks of protein. So they make up protein, which is one of the reasons why it's so important to eat foods that are rich in protein to reach your macronutrient intake for the day. Several studies have also shown that people who consumed lean, good quality proteins in their diet actually fell asleep faster and had a better quality sleep compared to those that had a lower protein intake and higher carb intake. So if you are wondering what foods contain tryptophan, they include foods like turkey. So I don't know if you ever heard of the saying that, you know, on Christmas, everyone has their afternoon nap and it's it's come from the conception that turkey makes you sleepy. But this is why. This is because it contains such high levels of tryptophan. So I don't know if you've ever had a Christmas turkey and then after you felt so tired because you've eaten so much of it and then you have a, need to have a little nap. That's where this whole kind of thing comes from is because it is quite rich in tryptophan, which can support your melatonin, which is your sleep hormone production. So aside from turkey, it's also present in nuts and seeds, um, any lean proteins. You'll also get amounts from a protein powder and bananas also contain a good amount of tryptophan as well. Now, if you are someone that struggles with sleep, I encourage you to start taking notes of your sleeping patterns the night you have a dinner that's rich in protein compared to a dinner rich in carbohydrates and see if the it actually makes a difference for you on those nights. Now, when I say carbohydrates, um, I, I mean, you know, you're having a f- 
really, really, really carby dinner, something like a massive bowl of pasta followed by lots of garlic bread and those kind of refined carbs, not so much your complex carbohydrates, but more your refined because carbohydrates in our body process into glucose, which is our main source of energy. So we are going to get a spike of energy after we eat carb rich foods. So just see how you feel. Um, You might want to start looking at really looking at when you are eating certain foods and kind of swapping things around a little bit if you are currently having issues with your sleep. So my next step, this leads on from that, is eat regular meals and have a smaller portion dinner. When it comes to blood sugar levels, you want them, you want them to be really consistent throughout the day because what that means is consistent blood sugar levels also means consistent energy levels throughout the day. The reason for those big rises and falls is really going to affect your energies. It's going to affect your sleep um, that night. So you really want to try and avoid that as much as possible. And the way you do that is to really eat wholesome and consistent meals throughout the day. So if you if you are someone that eats um, really far apart, so you eat your meals really far apart, or maybe you're someone that is so on the go that you hardly even eat anything during the day. You know, you, you might be sipping on coffee during the day, or maybe you wake up and you have something really quick for breakfast and then you realize the whole day has gone by and you haven't had anything. So then you get home and you have a massive dinner and then you know, you find that because you were running on empty pretty much all day and then you get home and you eat a big dinner, your blood sugar levels are really going to spike and you're going to get a really big boost of energy at that time and your body's kind of not going to know what to do with all this energy. So that's going to really make it difficult for you to wind down and relax um, so you can get to bed at a decent hour. So As I said in the last point, really look at not just having consistent meals throughout the day. So, you know, make sure you're nourishing your body, have your breakfast, have a few snacks, have your lunch, have your dinner, and then, you know, start winding down. But also look at the timing of when you're having your meals. So maybe swapping, you know, maybe having your lunch as the biggest meal of the day or your breakfast as the biggest meal of the day and look at really portioning your dinner size to something that's not super heavy, super big and full of different foods and whatever. You know, really look at, okay, maybe for dinner, I'm going to have something a bit more balanced, a bit more portioned um, and a bit um, a lot richer in, um, sorry, in protein um, and just see how that affects your sleep. So it's really about experimenting and seeing what works for you, but really trying to keep those blood sugar levels consistent throughout the day, making sure you're nourishing your body and looking at having a portion size dinner is really, really going to help. Now, I also do get asked, what about if I want to have a treat after dinner? That's fine, but try and opt for something that's not super rich in sugar, that's not super rich in caffeine and go for something a little bit more um, balanced. Uh, You know, try a a, um, turmeric latte or, you know, something like that, something soothing and calming if you did want to have something after dinner. But just make sure you're still giving yourself a bit of a window before you go to bed so that can kind of digest and you can process that energy. This leads on to my next point, which is having soothing foods in the evening. So by soothing foods, I mean the foods that we all really know and love to have those real calm effects on our mind, so on our nervous system, and that will also relax your body and get us in a really nice, calm, relaxed frame of mind, ready for bed. 
So we all know these ingredients such as your chamomile, things like nutmeg, passion flower, lavender, and also those adaptogenic herbs like ashganwanda. Now, these ingredients are all really well known and have been shown and studied to have very mild tranquilizing effects. They're not going to knock you out, but they're going to make you feel calm. And they can really, you know, ease your anxiety and, you know, things like your adaptogenic herbs can help you to also adapt to stress better. And just, I feel like something like this, so having a nice tea before bed or, you know, after your dinner, it becomes a bit of a ritual. And what it does is it, it's not also giving you those, those beautiful herbs that are calming and relaxing, but it kind of gets you into a routine and helps you to understand, for your body to understand that, oh, I'm having my calming tea. That means it's time to relax. It's time to calm down. It's time to wind down before bed. So it kind of gets that bedtime routine happening. And yeah, it's it's a really great way to kind of stimulate. Well, not stimulate, actually. We're going to, we're, we're doing the opposite here. We're, we're relaxing our body um, and getting it prepared for bedtime. So it kind of, um, as well as these great herbs and um, essences and whatever. They also just get your mind ready for a really relaxing night's sleep. Eating foods that are rich in vitamin D. So many studies have been conducted to show that low vitamin D levels are associated with a higher risk of sleep disturbances, poorer sleep quality, and reduced sleep duration. Vitamin D is actually one of the most common deficiencies in Australians, despite us living in a very beautiful and sunny country. Um, So as a lot of us know, vitamin D, I've I've spoken about it many times on the podcast, so if you listen, um, you'll know, but vitamin D is the sunshine hormone. So the sun emits ultraviolet UVB rays, which when hits our skin, works with the cholesterol in our skin cells to provide energy for vitamin D synthesis to occur. However, as well as sun exposure, we can actually get vitamin D um, from foods such as cod liver oil, eggs and mushrooms. So a fun little fact is that if you actually prepare your mushrooms and then you leave them outside in the sun before you're ready to eat them, what the mushrooms do is they actually act as like a vitamin D sponge. So they will soak up the vitamin D, the UVB rays from the sunlight and increase the intake of the vitamin D that's already in the mushroom. So it's pretty cool. However, I don't recommend cooking the mushrooms after you've done that whole process because you don't want to kill off any of that vitamin D. I recommend slicing them up and putting them into a salad and eating them raw. And it's just a really good way to get in that vitamin D um, without sitting out in the sun. So as well as getting your 10 to, sorry, 15 to 20 minutes outside in the sun all day, really look at foods that can also support your vitamin D intake as well. Um, because it is going to affect your sleep as well as many other functions in the body, especially your hormone health. So if you are someone that's already supplementing with vitamin D, a lot of people make the mistake of actually supplementing their vitamin D in the evening. So vitamin D in the evening can actually disturb your sleep, which is ironic because it's supposed to help it. But anyway, so if you are someone that's supplementing, make sure to add it to your morning supplement routine. So that way it has no issues with you getting to sleep at night. And I've got one more point. I feel like I've, br- I've 
gone through these pretty quickly today. But anyway, the next one is increase your intake of minerals such as calcium and magnesium. So calcium and magnesium are essential trace minerals our body requires for many different functions. However, as we are talking about sleep today, the, these two minerals actually play a huge role in assisting us in having a far better and a restful night's sleep. So calcium assists the body in using tryptophan to create melatonin. So like we spoke about at the start, tryptophan supports your melatonin production, but calcium actually supports the tryptophan. So everything is connected. That's why we need to make sure we're having a really wholesome nutrient dense diet to kind of get a bit of everything in there. So it has been shown that our calcium levels are highest during our deep sleep, which is our REM, so our rapid eye movement sleep, and low levels of calcium can lead to poor quality sleep. So that's why we need our calcium-rich foods. Now, magnesium is the miracle mineral. So you, if you have listened to podcasts before or you just follow me on Instagram, you will know that I constantly refer to magnesium as the miracle mineral because it is involved in over 300 enzymatic reactions within the body. So it basically just helps with everything, everything you can think of. It is amazing. As well as helping our body in all those ways, it really does assist with sleep in the way that it can really support your body to relax. It can support um, your muscles to feel calm. But magnesium actually calms the nervous system, relaxes and supports the muscles. And low levels of magnesium have been linked back to insomnia. So, you know, that really disturbed sleep. So you're probably wondering what food you can get these minerals from. And that includes foods like your cacao powder. So a really good quality cacao powder, which Happy Way actually stock a really, really great quality cacao powder. Um, so get that into you, add it into your smoothies in the morning. It's a really good one. All your dark leafy green vegetables. So, you know, your kale, your spinach, broccoli, all of those great things. They'll all have your minerals in there, which is amazing, as well as all the other vitamins that you need. Milk, so cow's milk. And also, if you don't have cow's milk, when you are buying your nut milks from the store, if you if you do buy them, look for a calcium fortified nut milk because um, it will add that calcium in there. Your nuts and seeds as well. Um, so your dark chocolate, so a really good quality, like 75, 80 percent dark chocolate and we'll have magnesium in it and also your legumes as well. So they're lots of um, plant-based um, sources. Yes. So look out for your minerals. So they're super important in helping your body to feel calm, helping your body to relax and really assisting with that sleep. So as well as eating these foods and, you know, making sure I'm getting those minerals in my diet, Part of my bedtime routine is rubbing magnesium oil onto my belly and onto the bottoms of my feet. And I feel like that helps so much, especially during the week and the week before when I have my period, because it really helps your muscles and your uterine to just relax. So, you you know, if you're someone that has cramps, this is a great way to kind of reduce those cramps and support you in having a better night's sleep. So now that I've gone through the things to increase in your diet and, you know, what to start doing more of, I'll just quickly touch on the foods that you may also just want to be aware of and start to reduce a little bit as well. So aside from caffeine, which we've already gone over, 
we really want to look at reducing anything that is quite stimulating. So anything that gives you a real buzz. So that's things like all your sugar rich foods. So anything super sweet, super rich in sugar, you know, you don't want to be having those in the evening or in late in the afternoon because they're going to keep you stimulated. They're going to keep you awake. Foods that are high in omega-6 fatty acids, which cause inflammation. So that really is a lot of our really heavily processed foods, as well as, you know, like your canola and sunflower oils, you kind of want to avoid those and look at incorporating your beneficial omega-3 fatty acids. So good quality oils like avocado oil, olive oils, coconut oils, those kinds of things. And then also alcohol is a big no-no. So if you are really trying to improve your sleep, you really want to avoid that nightcap. (laughs) You know, I think a lot of us sometimes get into the habit of maybe pouring out a glass of wine or having, um, you know, whatever kind of alcohol in the evenings to kind of wind down. That's fine to do every now and then. But if you're struggling with sleep, try and swap that out for a little while, you know, avoid that alcohol even during the week. Don't have your nightcap, have a, have a turmeric latte instead, you know, it sounds very appealing, but they're super delicious. Something like that is calming or have, you know, your herbal teas with your chamomile, your lavender. So yeah, kind of, you know, try and avoid your alcohol, processed sugars, processed foods, omega-6 fatty acids, anything inflammatory. So Yes. So they are all the tips that I'm going to be going through today because I don't want to overload you anymore. I feel like I've given lots of different things out today, but these are definitely really great starting points. Um, If you are someone that's experiencing really annoying, because it is annoying when you can't sleep, you know, look at these nutritional and dietary changes that you can make and that are super easy to make as well. And just watch and see what improvements this actually has on your sleep because it is always about the little things you do every day that make a massive difference with your overall health, regardless of what it is. It's always the little steps. It's always the little things that you do that are going to make the biggest difference for you. So just to summarize what I went over, you want to start reducing your caffeine caffeine intake after noon. So enjoy your coffee, enjoy your caffeine-rich foods and drinks in the morning and then cut it off after 12 noon. Increase wholesome foods and lean proteins to support tryptophan intake. Eat regular healthy meals and portion your dinner. Increase vitamin D, calcium, tryptophan and magnesium-rich foods. And have a nice soothing tea in the evening and really create that um, and make that part of your bedtime routine to help you wind down at the end of the day. So I hope that this has all been super helpful for you. And I hope that after listening to this episode that you have the best sleep ever. I really hope that for you. (laughs) So sweet dreams. Um, That brings us to the end of today's episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. And I hope you have taken even just one piece of wisdom from this episode that you can apply to your life to help you grow and be a happier and healthier version of you. Please like, subscribe, leave a review on Apple Podcasts and make sure to share us on your socials because when you share it, more people see it and that's how we grow. So sending lots of love to you all. Bye.